24, verses 1 through 12. Hear these words of scripture. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to him, them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ruth. I recently learned about the yes and rule. It comes from improv, and people have latched onto it and started using it in all parts of their lives. One of my friends has been using the phrase, and so finally I asked what it meant. Improv is unscripted. One person doesn't know what the other person is going to say. They just respond in the spur of the moment. And the idea with yes and is that an improv comedy skit goes better, it's funnier, if each person says yes and rather than no to whatever their partner says. For example, let's say that an actor walks onto the stage and says that their hair is on fire and their teammates should join them on stage and agree with that reality, that their hair is indeed on fire. Then the teammate should add something, some new information to the mix to extend the scene. Like, yes, your hair is on fire. It's, I'm so glad that I brought some marshmallows with me. And this keeps the, the scene going, moving forward, and hopefully towards more and more laughs. On the other hand, if someone says, my hair is on fire, and their teammate says, no, it's not, then it's much harder to move the scene forward, and it can just stop abruptly. Using the yes and rule causes the actor to be more open to what the other person is saying and the possibilities that are in the scene rather than the no, which can shut things down quickly. 
In today's telling of the Easter story from the Gospel of Luke, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and and other women go to the tomb with pounds of spices to tend to Jesus' body. Their teacher and their friend has just died, this brutal death, and this is what they knew to do, to care for their loved one's body by anointing it with spices. I imagine that they spent much of the walk still processing the events of the last few days, wondering, what do we do now? Why did this happen? Where do we go from here? And then they arrive at the tomb, and they're stunned to see the stone is rolled away and the body of Jesus is gone. And suddenly, these, these two men in shining clothes like lightning appear, and they say, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. Remember? He told you when you all were in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And with this, the women remembered what Jesus had said. When the women first entered their tomb, that tomb of Jesus, their response was, no, this can't be. What's going on? That's why the men in dazzling clothes appeared, because they didn't understand, and they they shut down. If they had remained in disbelief, the story would have just ended there. But now... 2,000 years later, we are sitting here today because they didn't just stop there. When they heard the men speak, they remembered that this was all part of Jesus' plan. And their response, their no response, turned to yes. And now we need to go and tell the others what has happened. Their imaginations and their hearts expanded with that knowledge, they were opened to the incredible things that God had in store for them. And so then the women go back and they tell the other apostles. And the apostles responded with, no. Because the women's words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, though, is curious. And he thinks maybe, just maybe, He's open to the possibility of what the women say, and he runs to the tomb. And when he gets there, he crouches down and he sees the strips of linen just lying there, and he's filled with amazement and awe. In his own way, he says, yes, and, even though he doesn't know the end of that sentence yet. These are the three possibilities of our responses to the story of Easter morning. It can be a no, like the disciples, because the story just doesn't make sense. It's hard to comprehend with our brains that are bent toward logic and and easily explainable things. Like Jesus' apostles, it can seem to us like nonsense. Or like Peter, we could say yes, and even though we don't know how to end that sentence yet. We aren't sure what all of this means, but we're going to trust that something good is about to happen. 
or we can respond with this resounding yes. Yes, and I believe, fully opening ourselves to the possibilities of God, to the incredible things we haven't even imagined yet. We each have a choice in how we respond to this good news. What if we responded yes, and even if we didn't know the end of the sentence, how that sentence will end yet? But we're trusting that God can do incredible and beautiful and good things. Remembering that from the very beginning, God has been doing new things that we couldn't even imagine. Out of a formless void, God made light and water and dry land. From the clay on a riverbank, God formed creatures, us, in God's own image. In Exodus, God caused people to walk through the sea on dry land. And through Jesus, God cured the sick, healed the hurting, and flipped the script on the entire world. Are we willing to believe, like the angel said to Mary, nothing will be impossible with God? Are we willing to believe once again that God has done the impossible, bursting the bonds of time and space because death has no dominion over the Holy One? I pray that as we leave the empty tomb this Easter that we will say yes and even if we don't know the end of that sentence. Like the women, it doesn't have to be immediate. We can sit in that disbelief and confusion for as long as it takes, knowing that God will be with us in that confusion and that disbelief. Or like Peter, it can be more of a questioning. Yes, and maybe? But I pray that we are open to the possibilities that God has in store for us. The incredible things that we haven't even imagined yet. Because he is not here. He is risen. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Most glorious God, we come to you on this Easter morning and we feel your spirit with us. Give us the courage with your spirit to go and to believe, to say yes. And God, we trust you. Yes, and to a life full to the brim with your grace so that we might go into the world and share that grace, your love, with each and every person we meet. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing our closing hymn.
today, our hope is that you will take God and this message of being full to the brim with God's grace into the world, not just in this space, but in our daily lives. And so the bulletin, our website, and social media are all chock full of opportunities for you to do that. You can participate in raising funds by taking one of the blue coupons in the back and dining at Creekside this Tuesday, and proceeds go to the United Methodist Women and all of their missions. Or you can purchase some beautiful hanging baskets from the Youth Missions Fundraiser. Or you could go shopping and purchase items for hygiene kits to go to those who are uninsured or underinsured with MedWorks clinics. There is an insert with information in your bulletin. And I want, you, I want to invite you back next Sunday for our 8.30 worship, it will be out on the lawn beginning next Sunday. And we're praying for good weather. It's supposed to be in the 70s, not 30 degrees like it was this morning. Not that I'm salty at all. (laughs) But before you leave here today, be sure to stop in the parlor and grab a family picture that is taken by a professional photographer in front of our waterfall backdrop because we are full to the brim and overflowing with God's love. The photos will be available to download from our website, and then also we'll have prints next Sunday. And with all of that, let us receive our benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. But not right now. Before we leave, if you would like to sing our Alleluia chorus with the choir, please come on up and find a spot, and we are going to rejoice together.
Thank you. 